The Gospel according to Matthew chapter 9. Jesus went through all the towns and villages, teaching in their synagogues, proclaiming the good news of the kingdom and healing every disease and sickness. When he saw the crowds, he had compassion on them because they were harassed and helpless like sheep without a shepherd. And he said to his disciples, The harvest is plentiful, but the workers are few. Ask the Lord of the harvest, therefore, to send out workers into his harvest field. Jesus called his twelve disciples to him and gave them authority to drive out impure spirits and to heal every disease and sickness. These are the names of the twelve apostles. First Simon, who is called Peter, and his brother Andrew. James, son of Zebedee, and his brother John. Philip and Bartholomew. Thomas and Matthew, the tax collector. James, son of Alphaeus and Thaddeus. Simon the zealot and Judas Iscariot, who betrayed him. These twelve Jesus sent out with the following instructions. Do not go among the Gentiles or enter any town of the Samaritans. Go rather to the lost sheep of Israel. As you go, proclaim this message. The kingdom of heaven has come near. Heal the sick, raise the dead, cleanse those who have leprosy, drive out demons. Freely you have received, freely give. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise be to you, O Christ. You may be seated.
May the words of my mouth and the meditation of our hearts be pleasing in your sight, O Lord, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. Happy Father's Day. There are a lot of different kinds of dads out there, aren't there? There are those that are intricately and intimately involved in every last detail of every last thing their child does. And then there are those that sometimes step back a little bit so that they can learn to figure things out on their own. There are those who buy every last thing their child could ever dream of for the child. And then there are those that don't and make the child work to earn every last thing they give. There are those who spare the rod and those whose kids fear the phrase, just wait till dad gets home. There are the helicopter hoverers, there are the uh, vicarious livers, there are the homework helpers, the dad joke tellers, the, the background watchers, all sorts of different kinds of dads, all competing for the best dad ever t-shirt on Father's Day. But, of course, that's, that's not why they do it. They don't do it for the shirt. They don't do it for the tie. They don't even do it for the pie. They do it because they love their kids. They do it because they want to make sure that their child will grow up to, to be okay even if they're not there. And so they do all they can. They bring every resource to bear to make sure that their child can grow and learn and mature because good dads realize just how much their kids need to grow and learn and mature. And so they use everything in their arsenal to make sure that their kid gets a good education and good experiences. They pray for their kids. They pray for the spouse that their child will one day meet and, and marry. That will be such a big influence on their kid. You get the point, right? They do everything they can to make sure that their child will be okay when they're gone. Again and again, they pray. Take care of them, Lord. Take care of them, Lord. Our text today is the story of a man that God had placed as father over Israel, in a way. Last week, Vicar preached, and the text was the burning bush. Remember that? And, and Moses was called into ministry. He was placed in charge of the people of Israel to guide them and lead them and take them to the promised land. So today, now, we're 40 years after that, and, and Moses is coming towards his end, and, well, they're getting ready to go into the promised land, and in the verses just before our text starts, God had called Moses up to a mountain. Moses had been leading the people for four decades through the wilderness, through the grumbling and complaining and battles and, and plagues. Forty years through this wilderness, on the way, the goal was to enter the promised land, and they're finally here right at the doorstep. And God says, okay, Moses, come on up this mountain and look at the promised land. And then he told them, but you don't get to go in because of how you reacted to the people grumbling at Meribah. I want you to try to think about how, if you were Moses, 
How would you have felt about those people? Remember, it was them not listening to you 40 years ago that meant that you had to go through the wilderness for 40 years. And then it was their grumbling and complaining and complaining and grumbling at seemingly every stop. And finally at Meribah, yeah, you didn't handle that quite right. But, but come on. And now God says, yeah, you don't get to go in. Let me read for you how Moses responded. So in the verses right after God broke that news to him again, this is Numbers 27, 15 to 23. It's printed for you in the bulletin there. (coughs) Moses said to the Lord, May the Lord, the God who gives breath to all living things, appoint someone over this community to go out and come in before them, one who will lead them out and bring them in so the Lord's people will not be like sheep without a shepherd. So the Lord said to Moses, Take Joshua, son of Nun, a man in whom is the spirit of leadership, and lay your hand on him. Have him stand before Eleazar the priest and the entire assembly and commission him in their presence. Give him some of your authority so the whole Israelite community will obey him. He is to stand before Eleazar the priest, who will obtain decisions for him by inquiring of the Urim before the Lord. At his command, he and the entire community of the Israelites will go out, and at his command, they will come in. Moses did as the Lord commanded him. He took Joshua and had him stand before Eleazar the priest and the whole assembly. Then he laid his hands on him and commissioned him as the Lord instructed through Moses. This is God's word. Talk about a good spiritual father. He was just told that he would not get to fulfill his life's goal, at least the last 40 years of his life. And he loved his children. And he said, just take care of them, Lord. Right? Look at his words. Appoint someone over the community. He said, don't let them be like sheep without a shepherd. Sounds familiar, right? That's what Jesus was talking about in the gospel lesson. And the answer to both of them was kind of the same. Moses prayed, appoint someone over this community, and and, and God did. He said, here's Joshua. Jesus told his disciples to pray for workers in the harvest field, and they did. And then Jesus said, okay, here's the answer to your prayer. You are the workers in the harvest field. Now go out. That's God's answer to the prayer. Lord, take care of them. In our text, it was Joshua. God had Moses appoint Joshua, and he told him to do it in front of the whole assembly so that the people would would follow him. They would know that, that this... You know, their respect for Moses would, would, would leak over into respect for Joshua. And he said, do it in front of Eliezer. You know, connect him with the church so that the church could be a benefit in his leadership of the people. And, and, and God gave him his word with which to lead the people. Did, did you catch that in there? Remember, this is before the Bible had been written, at least most of the Bible for sure. But God said, I'm, I'm going to communicate with you through the, the Urim the, the Urim and the Thummim, those were the, the, those special stones in the breast piece of the special garments of the high priest. And, and, and God would answer Joshua's questions through that. And, and, and so he would be able to lead the people. Plus, God had Moses write the first five books of the Bible before he died so that Joshua would have God's communication, God's word with which he could lead his people. God thought of everything when he sent this shepherd to his sheep. And, and he still does today. That same compassion 
that Moses had for his people, that same compassion that Jesus had for his people, that's the compassion God has for us. It causes him to put people in our lives to share God's word with us, to guide us. It causes him to put us into other people's lives to show that compassion even when it's not convenient. The good shepherd sends shepherds to take care of his sheep, to keep them connected to the good shepherd. You see, not only did Jesus have compassion on the people to, to, to teach them and, and uh, heal them and the things that we heard in the gospel lesson, Jesus had compassion on us to save us. His heart went out to us until his blood was shed for us. He was so concerned with the dangers that could harm us that he let them kill him so that they couldn't take us. The good shepherd laid down his life for the sheep. And then he sent and he sends ministers to take care of his sheep, to keep them connected to God, to, to feed them God's Word, to, to put them in, in places of rest in the loving care of the Good Shepherd. And that certainly applies to, to the ministers that all of our readings today highlight, but, but on this Father's Day, Let's not forget about the ministers that he has placed into every human family. Dads. Dads, God has given you a job. He's placed you into the lives of your children to keep them connected to the Good Shepherd to guide them in God's Word, to show them God's love. And he's given you every resource for the task. Right? You have the whole Bible. Of God's Word. You, you have time to, to learn it and, and grow in it. He's given you your church and your Sunday school teachers and your confirmation class teachers and the kids club leaders and the, and the youth group leaders and this family of brothers and sisters and mothers and fathers in faith to, to do what you've been praying for all along. Take care of them, Lord. After all, the reality is you probably won't always be here to do everything you want for your kids, but but the church will. God promises the gates of hell can't overcome that. But for as long as you are here, be the, the shepherds that God has given you. Be the leader God has appointed you to be, whether it's for your own children or your grandchildren, or the, the, the kids of the congregation, or, or of your neighborhood. Be the answer to Jesus' prayer. Be the way that God takes care of them in Christ. Amen. Now may the peace of God that passes all understanding keep your hearts and minds through faith in Christ Jesus. Amen. Let's rise and confess our faith using the words of the Nicene Creed printed on page 10 in the bulletin. We believe in one God, the Father, the Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, we be- that is seen and unseen. 
We believe in the Lord, Lord Jesus Christ, the only Son of God, eternally begotten of the Father, God from God, light from light, true God from true God, begotten, not made, of one being with the Father. Through him all things were made. For us and for our salvation, he came down from heaven, was incarnate of the Holy Spirit and the Virgin Mary, and became truly human. For our sake he was crucified under Pontius Pilate. He suffered death and was buried. On the third day he rose again in accordance with the Scriptures. He ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of the Father. He will come again in glory to judge the living and the dead, and his kingdom will have no end. We believe in the Holy Spirit, the Lord, the giver of life, who proceeds from the Father and the Son, who in unity with the Father and the Son is worshipped and glorified, who has spoken through the prophets. We believe in one holy Christian and apostolic church. We acknowledge one baptism for the forgiveness of sins. We look for the resurrection of the dead and the life of the world to come. Amen. You may be seated as we take this opportunity to give our gifts of thanks and praise to God in the form of our offering. As the offering is gathered, please do fill out the friendship registers that are being handed down the aisle. As you put your information in there, it better allows us to do what God has called us together to do. Encourage one another on towards love and good deeds. At this time, we continue with the installation of our new council members who were elected at last week's voters' meeting. Um, so, gentlemen, if you'd come forward. Uh, Greg, Joseph, Chris, and then Peter is joining us via Zoom to make his premises as well. <laughs> Dear friends in Christ, in holy baptism, our Lord Jesus Christ liberated you from sin and death and made you members of his body, the church. Through word and sacrament, you have been nurtured in faith. You have now been selected for positions of service to our Lord on behalf of this congregation. The Lord has entrusted you with, the, with offices which you are to carry out as his servants and according to his word. St. Paul writes concerning service in the church, we have different gifts according to the grace given us. If a man's gift is prophesying, let him use it in proportion to his faith. If it is serving, let him serve. If it is teaching, let him teach. If it is encouraging, let him encourage. If it is contributing to the needs of others, let him give generously. If it is leadership, let him govern diligently. If it is showing mercy, let him do it cheerfully. 
The Lord seeks faithfulness from all who serve. As Scripture says, it is required that those who have been given a trust must prove faithful. The Lord does not seek from us what he has not given to us, but when he does give a gift, his will is that we use it faithfully to his glory and for the benefit of his people. You are also, as servants of Jesus Christ and workers in this congregation, to set for your own families and the whole church the example of a Christian life at home, in corporate worship and Bible study, and in your community. You are promising to be daily in Bible reading, weekly in corporate Bible study, and weekly in worship. I urge you, make the Word of God your foundation and guide. Search it constantly for comfort and instruction and power for your tasks. Now, so that the congregation may be assured of your willingness to serve, I ask you, in the presence of God and of this congregation, will you first and foremost be spiritual leaders in your use of the means of grace, daily reading His Word, attending corporate Bible study regularly, and worshiping with this body as often as possible and available? If so, answer, I will, and I ask God to help me. I will, and I ask God to help me. Furthermore, will you diligently and faithfully Furthermore, will you diligently and faithfully carry out the specific office entrusted to you, using your gifts to build up this church according to the ability which God gives you? If so, answer, I will, and I ask God to help me. Okay, got to pause. All right. Having heard your promises before God and this congregation, I now install you as councilman of Abiding Grace Lutheran Church in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Greg Porter as volunteer coordinator. Joseph Leitzie, director of outreach. Chris Heine, director of trustees. And Peter Salstrom, treasurer. May God grant you his Holy Spirit and give you wisdom and strength to carry out your duties to his glory and for the good of his people. And now, members of Abiding Grace, I urge you to regard these fellow believers as servants of Jesus Christ and God's gifts to the church. Pray for them, support them in their service, and help them so that through the gospel ministry of this congregation, more people will be touched by the power of Christ's word. If you are willing to support them in this way, say, I will, and I ask God to help me. Let us pray. Merciful and gracious God, our lives are open before you and you hear our promises. We ask that you send your spirit into the hearts of your servants that they may carry out their duties with diligence, boldness, and wisdom. Lord, in your mercy, give them a spirit of devotion and prayer that in every time of need they may present their requests to you. Help them be examples of what is good, that by their lives they may build up your congregation and give the enemies of the church no cause for complaint. Make them a blessing to your believers. Help them to work with their pastor and with one another and grant that by their service the unity of this congregation may be strengthened, your name be hallowed, your kingdom enlarged, and your will be done. Lord, in your mercy. Heavenly Father, as you have given us work to do together, we ask that you bless that work. As we go forward with planning for our next steps in faith, bless our efforts and allow these leaders to be shepherds worth following and help us all view our leaders as your representatives and treat them with respect and honor. Lord, in your mercy. And thank you, Lord, for all of our fathers. Help them be representatives of you to their families. Let their families treat them with respect as such. And strengthen the fathers of our congregation to grow in your word that they may lead, your families in your, lead their families in your way. Lord, in your mercy. And Lord God, as we, pray, we prepare for Vacation Bible School here at Abiding Grace, bless our efforts. 
Help us connect with many people who need to connect with you. Bless the word proclaimed and allow us opportunities to reach the families of the participants as well. Give safe travels to those coming to help and keep all involved healthy and safe. Then bless our follow-up on all these contacts. Help this to be an avenue whereby many families get regularly involved with your word and sacraments here. Lord, in your mercy. Now hear us, Lord, as we bring you our private petitions. We ask all these things in the name of Jesus, who taught us to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Now, gentlemen, go. Give yourselves fully to the work of the Lord because you know that your labor in the Lord is not in vain. The Almighty and merciful God, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, bless and preserve you. Go in peace. Amen. The Lord be with you. Lift up your hearts. We lift them up to the Lord. Let us give thanks to the Lord.